0: Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place to learn more about what goes on beyond what you see on the dance floor. About mentality, history, and how the skills you learn in breaking or the arts in general can apply more broadly to the rest of your life. Today we talk with fellow podcaster Suji repping Cypher Sons from Montreal, Canada. Suji was a guy who I originally connected with up in Whitehorse, Canada, of all places, but we never really got a chance to really connect until more recently. Co-host of Tales from the Cipher podcast, where he documents a lot of the history of the Quebec scene suji has been an invaluable source of inspiration and help during this whole journey through content creation and one of the more natural conversations i've had on here we get into all kinds of things from content creation his podcast and the importance of documenting history the importance of a good host at a jam and more really enjoyed this talk and would love to have him on again in the future hope you all enjoy the talk too peace all right we're here with Suji, yo, <laughs> yes, Cypress Sands. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: Yeah, how's it going? It's going pretty well. It's a nice. beautiful sunny morning in in July. Oh can't man. be happier doing another like podcasting thing. Nice, It's, uh, nice. it's getting like it's getting very, uh, very natural and fun to do, man. So I'm happy that uh, I, I think we got to connect over. Well, not I think we got to connect over the f- past few weeks talking about content creation a lot. Yeah. So it's cool to finally get to talk to you because I think the last time we spoke, if we even spoke then, was at Cypher for Change in twenty eleven. If we yeah, even I, spoke. Yeah, I don't I think so. I it was like I really remember, brief something yeah, very if brief. We did.
0: Yeah, if we did, which is yeah. crazy. But it's uh, crazy summer. actually. That that event comes up yeah. a lot for a lot of people. Yes. Cypher for Change or klondike, heat, klondike heat, yeah yeah i think that was yeah all together um yeah just as one of those events that those rare events in canada that that manages to bring people from all over the country
1: yeah. this concept that uh, i spoke to riley a few uh, weeks ago mm-hmm. from gws uh, about cypher for change in my experience in whitehorse and uh, oh yeah it's it's it kind of just like when it's it's one of those things that you'll never be really able to explain to people what it was yeah, and what kind of impact it had on me professionally, me as a B-boy, me as an artist, me as a person, uh, me as a thinker, you know, like it's mm. to just expose and pre-social media days mm-hmm. to expose people to such like um, intense five days of like pure connection and just like, c- yeah. c- c- like boom, just, get to learn uh with each other get to know each other get to just shoot the shit meet people from all over the country and for it was my very first time traveling for dancing Mm -hmm. like we had been to new york but uh it was like like a shameful like totally shameful evolution Uh, in new york and uh, i think we ranked like 103rd on 116 crews so like Back. We, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a good start. Like, we were still kind of like very fresh into this. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, the following year, I'm going to Yukon and then mm-hmm. I'm exposed to like B Boys from Vancouver all the way to PEI and just meeting all of these people, traveling with uh, uh, Victoria, Vince, uh, Kels, and Derek from Quebec was like, mm-hmm. so just like mind boggling, super eye opening. Yeah. And it's it's those things you'll never be able to express to people what it really was.
0: Yeah. And I I also think like just living in Canada, like we live in the second largest country in the world. Yeah. So to have those opportunities to have people from all over the country meet in one place is super rare. Yeah. Yeah. I can only for think a of, very for a very
1: um cheap three hundred dollars too, like yeah. If you can't yeah. remember like it's it's Crazy to think that like the flights flights were covered, everything was covered. You mm-hmm. literally just paid for the three workshops or something like that. I can't remember precisely. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and ridiculous. to meet in all of all places in Whitehorse in Canada, like this small town kind of everywhere, in Northern, yeah. Northern Canada. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but we can, we can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, man. Um, So why don't we start with like for people who don't know who you are, Mm-hmm. maybe you can give a little personal background just on yourself yes. really quick okay. whatever you want yeah yeah um
1: so my name is alex aka suji i'm uh 28 years old i've been dancing for roughly um 15 years and um i represent cypher sun's crew we're based well cypher sun's point blank uh we we are from uh, the south shore of montreal more more or less um and i uh yeah, I've been teaching for a long time now. It's something that I'm very passionate about. It, I think it's something that's super important. Uh and then um yeah, man, like I I love I love dancing. I love this I love this dance a lot. Like I do a lot on the side in regards to breaking. Uh I have my uh podcast with my friend Emil. It's called Tales of the Cipher. It's a French speaking pot, mostly French speaking podcast uh soon to be hopefully more bilingual-ish on breaking culture here in Quebec. So we've decided to launch this series of episodes of of conversations where we interview people from the scene over here to kind of just like retrace history and just learn about um, the golden era and or the era of things that were not uh, covered by either social media or tapes that were lost and stuff like that. So the initial idea was just to get to know the scene a little more. Mm -hmm. from the days that we've missed and uh yeah other than that um i i promised myself not to sound like the sorry loser but i've i feel like i've never been one of those like top competing b-boys so i've kind of like left um the competitive world officially like back in 2015 Mm -hmm. um because i chose different professional routes which always kind of like brought me back full circle to dancing Mm-hmm. uh like i worked for adidas and i managed a, a store in my like man i managed a adidas original store in montreal for a few years so i was always like i was able always able to bring culture back into my store and that's host cool. events and stuff like that so um so yeah that's
0: it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think that's that's uh, a interesting little point at the end that you made there like yeah. you know i think that's one thing that that needs to brought up more is that like competition that stuff is great Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong but there's it shouldn't be the only option for people that shouldn't be like right now it kind of feels like that's if you want to do something with breaking like you that's what you have to do yeah you do that and that's kind of the only option if you want to make it totally in breaking but you know that's why i think yeah this this kind of thing is so important too like exactly you're doing and some of the stuff that people are doing on uh, Instagram live and this stuff lately. I
1: find that um, I, it's something that uh, Emil and I kind of like spoke about uh, last week with our last um, latest guest. It's, I think it's like, if I could go back in time and talk to to my younger uh, Suji, I would let him know, like find some sort of like a side gig related to either hip hop or art. That you could slowly start to work on and just like dip your toes and to just to see if you can, if you find interest in other things, mm-hmm. um, because I think we spoke to uh, with our like with our last guest, like we spoke about how he's now in his forties, he can't dance anymore like he used to. He had a a knee injury or something mm-hmm. like that, but now he's doing music, so he's kind of like still feeling connected to the dance, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same for me you're still v uh you're still very active uh you're still in a sort very of. good yeah no, but, i mean i see i i watch your videos really uh religiously so i see that oh. you're physically very capable of still like being active and winning jams and just like competing in general getting down uh so um my my interest like kind of went all over the place when i was a little younger like i mm-hmm. tried writing it didn't work mm-hmm. uh, but i did try uh djing and uh, that was super cool it, it worked for a little while um, i had turntables at my store my adidas store we had like techniques 1200, uh, 1200 so i was able to practice with djs that i would come every weekend oh, i'd cool. bring a dj to the store nice. I spin on saturday so it's i'd be able to practice on my lunch breaks with dj so i got to i got to understand that a little bit more i got to understand the music a lot more Mm -hmm. but um what really caught my attention was uh being on stage and hosting so i i started hosting jams organizing my own jams hosting them uh being hired to host being hired Mm -hmm. to host like dance shows and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. that really caught my attention and um if i could go back in time i would let the younger suji know that it's okay not to be at red bull it's okay yeah yeah yeah. you know what i'm saying like because yeah i think i think we're i think we're sold again as you said to this idea that we need um success equals um winning jams you Mm -hmm. know i think it's it's something that it it is i'm not sure if it's the same situation for people in japan right now but i think that a lot a whole lot more of people are dancing Uh, especially here in montreal i can notice that like there's a lot more dancers in general so i think the they can there can only be one right so Mm. and we know how long this lasts
0: sometimes yeah right
1: so is it worth the fight i find it's not worth fighting for the for the the victory spot knowing that it could it could only be like the last time i actually won a jam was like 2012 (sighs) and it and it was nothing important you know so like Right. I I've never I've never considered myself a winner and I've never considered like winning um something that it was that that was important, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's just like you if you want th- these things to grow, like uh you need people building like other parts to it, like Yeah. you need like you said, you need people throwing jams, but not just throwing jams like casually, like quality jams. And you need people you mentioned like hosting and that's one thing that down the line i want to get to like talk with some of my favorite hosts at jams and stuff there's a few of them where where they make a jam if they're if they know what they're doing yeah they really make a jam and they make people who are outside the scene feel welcome absolutely if if they're if they're good at what they do and like that's that's one of the ones that's really overlooked as a good host yeah a good good mc yeah i think we um
1: we give a lot of credit because the credit is due to the dj like without the djs there wouldn't be anything right so that's something to not even consider but yeah of course a good host for me is like i've i've uh i've seen amjad Mm hosts a few times i've been to his concrete jam in in switzerland Mm -hmm. uh this guy is just like he's he's just magnificent behind the microphone like this guy makes like makes everyone laugh yeah Uh, he makes everyone feel comfortable Mm -hmm. he makes everything feel relevant feel Mm -hmm. understandable and here in canada we we have a a few other good ones um in quebec we have dr step i don't know if you if you're familiar with i've heard the name of uh a bunch of legendary dr step uh, from flow rock uh musketeers legs crew um yeah he's one of those guys man like he's just a bag of jokes but he's mm-hmm. so fluent he's so comfortable he's mm-hmm. he's in his element so i've always looked up the mm-hmm. the guys like him uh, afternoon is also a really good host uh so there's a bunch of people for for us to kind of look for forward to go to jams where you know they're being hosts right so in my beginnings that's that's those were really the guys that i was looking forward to go to events where I knew they were hosting because I knew it was going to be a good time, you know, like, yeah, I'm often, um, I was often said that, you know, you, you're, you're allowed to choose which jams you're going to. You're allowed to not enter Mm -hmm. if you don't, and if you don't like the judges, you're allowed to not go if you don't like the DJ, you know, like, so, and it kind of goes the same with hosts. I find, I think we, we should be allowed to, we should allow ourselves to choose like, yes, no. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's not too dramatic, but it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like you know, like, yeah, like we were saying, a, a good host can really make or or break a jam, or maybe they don't necessarily break it, but they can just add so much to an. Totally, event. man. Totally. Like uh, for me, the, the the best example was always Joe Rock from Massive Monkeys. Okay. And so we we go down to Massive Monkey Day all the time, like every year, or as much as we could, whenever we could. Mm-hmm. and even just some small local jams he was hosting them sometimes and he was the guy that really got me thinking of like how important a, a good host is to bringing in that general public and making them understand what's going on because yeah you know a lot of this stuff like yeah i was just reading this thing about communities and and building communities right and uh one of the things is like you have to give people a way to kind of participate, like outsiders, uh, right. some way of kind of participating, in a in a sense, like they don't have to dance, but they have to kind of like, there has to be some transition, like, yes, space or whatever, I agree. For a total outsider and a total insider, like for the total outsider to kind of start to like, at least watch and know a little bit about what's going on. And mm-hmm. so he was really good at like, you know, like when there was a, a break, And he's like, all right, we're going to get into some some ciphers. And then he would do a really quick breakdown of what a cipher is. He's like, if you don't know what this is, blah, blah, blah. He'd do this really quick breakdown. And he's like, go check it out. And like, I swear, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But this is, Mm -hmm. he was like, you know, go check it out. And just like sit there and watch for a a bit and see what it's like. Because it might change your life. Like yeah. something like that, right? This little, yeah. and it's kind of like a little hook for for people. But he had yeah. that. And he had like for the footwork battle, he broke down like what is footwork and why is it important? Like really quick, really basic, amazing. This quick thing to to get people into it, and like always made people feel welcome. Like you know, keeping the crowd engaged, doing things like um, you know, our crew has a joke. That's well, not a joke. Like. We just love this one thing that he would say all the time he was he would always call he someone would do something he'd go like details baby details <laughs> and we told we told him like yo, know, that's like our favorite thing that you say and he's like yeah i say that because i want you know everyone notices the big moves and stuff like that but not yeah. everybody notices these small little details and he wanted to yes. have something to like bring attention yeah. to that even if it's something small that's crazy but, so stuff I like, like that. that you know like yeah helping people understand the larger picture
1: that's really cool man i find that that there's a i think there is a moment and I, there still is kind of like this idea that um jams should should feel a certain way you know like there, there should be that kind of like specific lighting with specific mood specific rawness i think people really enjoy that but i mm-hmm. i'm <clears throat> super okay to say that i've organized jams that were considerably commercial in the sense that i had a kid's portion in the day a lot of parents mixed Mm -hmm. with a lot of like dancers mixed with somewhat of a good lighting and there's still a a freaking good vibe you know like although it wasn't raw it wasn't it was like like dark and all that like grimy but people understood what was going on and that's what really made the jam a success because you can't contest that a good crowd energy will bring you energy, right? Like yeah. if, if we're like, I know we're, we're all doing it for different reasons, but a little bit of hype will bring you a little bit of hype. Yeah. A big, a big amount of hype will bring you a big amount of hype. So, yeah. and all the way to organizing a uh, full circle back in October when we did our anniversary jam, this one was rather grimy. We got, uh, a lot less, um, general public as what we used to for our jams in the early 2010s so but i was very happy because it was kind of like the same in the end we got the same result you know mm-hmm. like the energy was there the vibe was there mm-hmm. even so that when this when the when the the competition stopped we had uh, it was like 11 p.m and we had rented the the, uh, the bar until 3 p.m uh, 3 m sorry and um When we stopped the competition, I was like, I was afraid that people would all leave Mm. and that the the venue owner would be pissed (laughs) Mm -hmm. that uh, we cost him a good Saturday night of like people drinking and whatnot. Right, right. And believe it or not, the general crowd stayed and the party continued until like 2am with people I had no idea like... Who they were so yeah so somehow yeah. they got a good grasp of what the event was mm-hmm. they appreciated the dancing that they saw they had a good time the music was good the context was inviting so mm-hmm. they stayed in the and they partied so we had a and yeah. i think this this is something that can really exist in breaking and yeah. in all that and all dance styles if i'm sure
0: yeah like that's that's one thing that's becoming more and more clear is that you need variety that's it you know like there's nothing to me there's nothing wrong like if if you have a competition that's like super competition and it's like there's a stage and everyone sits here and they watch it and it's all just waiting around and like call your number call your name or whatever Mm -hmm. that kind of thing no ciphers nothing like that and if people are going to go to that and they want to support that like why not have it (laughs) but you also need to have these other things like you said where it's got a bit more of like a party vibe or or you do the competition and then the party like it just keeps going and that kind of thing mm-hmm. like yeah. you need different kind of options you need ones where there's no competition and it's only yeah. about like just just dancing stuff totally. like that like uh like cypher addicts or yeah we were doing it with floor horsemen in vancouver i don't know if you've mm. ever... i've heard of it but i've never yeah. seen the... yeah um a variety and the same i was just thinking about it today like with dance styles and stuff within breaking or just in general like it's good to always just have variety so that people aren't thinking one way you know that there's like you can have things that'll win competitions that are are the trendy things to do or whatever that for whatever reason they catch on but you still need people doing other random things and experimenting and pushing up boundaries in other directions because like then maybe that becomes, you find out what the next trend is, right? Exactly. Well, I'm sure I, I can assume that
1: you're, we're probably similar on this, but like you've been to Bust a Move before,
0: right? I've never been to Bust a Move. You've no. never
1: been to Bust a Move? Have you ever no. been to like a big, I, well, you guys have the Vancouver Dance Fest. Yeah. I don't, know it, I, I don't know if it's as large
0: as that. Yeah, I think the that one has a pretty special vibe, but I think I know what you mean. Like it could be big... So, like, but you,
1: st- I've. these are the kind of jams that really inspired me, like, more oh, okay. than any other breaking jams that I've been to, mm-hmm. you know, just this, to be, like, immersed in so many different worlds. And uh, to yeah, see, I see what you mean. And to see just, like, uh, this such a, such a large amount of, like, energy from all different, like, dance cultures and whatnot that all comes together and, like, a jam, like busted move the venue was like the venue was perfect the energy was perfect the 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 way that it was organized and planned made it that yes i think it was a really long event but it it the the the, the hype and the energy was consistent through and through from the first to the very last minute <laughs> but i i find that funny enough like most of these um non breaking jams are probably the moments where i've been the most inspired or yeah me too. (laughs) dance fusion events right like uh contemporary uh, meets hip-hop type of jams Mm -hmm. like those are the jams that like sometimes i look at i look at my scene and i'm like man there's so there are so many creative people Mm -hmm. in this world and yes i love that i want to do that you know like so Yeah, yeah, yeah anyways
0: yeah uh you know, don't get me wrong, I really yeah. love certain jams, like when in my opinion, they get things right, and yes. it just has that feel of breaking, mm-hmm. and it's a weird, it's like a weird thing to I, describe I get to said, people, it. but you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, you know, it has a certain rawness a certain, like yeah, just feels like the jam feels like breaking <laughs> Yes, it it's a right. jam, I think it's a jam yeah. you know, it's not there's a competition there but <clears throat> you know things like if you've ever been to outbreak yes oh uh, that was one that like okay if i'm if i was going to throw a breaking jam like that's the yes. kind of thing that i want to throw yes absolutely but at the same time like i really respect and i really get inspired by things like yeah vancouver street dance festival or sounds like what bust busta move is and mm-hmm. there's there's a whole bunch of them where you know it's just it's not necessarily just breaking it's like just the love of dance in general yeah. and moving 100%. and that kind of thing and like yeah that's one thing that me personally like I've really taken from meeting all these other dancers and uh learning even just like basics of other dances is like you know in a, in some ways breaking is really heavily reliant on moves and doing moves and stuff and you know that has its pluses but it also has its minuses and like sometimes people lose that connection with the music and because they're so focused on like creating this original move or combo or things like that and that's amazing don't get me wrong like that's part of breaking that i love but like you can't forget the other side and even, like, what breaking started out of is, like, this just pure, like, reaction to the music. The sound, not man. Yeah, you just, like, you just want to move because it made you want to move. Like, that's, like, yeah. breaking, right? I think one of the things that keep me, keeps me fascinated
1: about breaking is the fact that I feel like I have not. And I'm sure I'm, I'm probably not the only one with this kind of, like, train of thoughts. But, like, I feel like I have not. Uh, yet matched what my head sees my body doing so right so let's say like i'm driving in my car and uh it's just begun plays Mm -hmm. or the mexican plays Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna be like literally sitting my ass driving and i'll be rocking the whole beat from the first to the last second but then when i get to practice all of a sudden I become like this kind of like technician where I want to like hit those moves and mm-hmm. I want to, I want to work on these patterns and these transitions and stuff like that. And then, and, and then it always feels so, so weird when I, when I, when I work on execution or work on like creativity or creating stuff. Cause I'm like, I just want to freaking move, you know, like I, I just want to, yeah. and, um, I had this. I, I had this realization, like literally right before the pandemic break. Mm-hmm. Um, It was uh, one of our crewmate kings' his anniversary, and we went to Voyage Fantastic. It's a local party here. It's a modern funk uh, party that happens like f- every first Saturday of the month. Mm-hmm. And it was my very last time going out before the lockdown. Mm-hmm. And it was. It had been a long time that I had gone like dancing at a at a at a bar. And honestly, man four hours of straight just like getting loose no breaking no nothing reminded me how much i love dancing i love to move rather Mm -hmm. than to break you know like Mm -hmm. i love breaking like breaking i find is the most beautiful thing in the world but also just the idea of moving is somewhat fascinating because you're just like you're literally you're in the you're in the hands of music you know mm-hmm. like music is taking care of you you're just moving yeah i that's that's the part about breaking that i thought was that became fascinating i think we all started because there was some sort of a of a wow factor moment you know yeah, like yeah. something that i i can easily remember when i was younger but when i understood when i saw like people dancing to the music or in the 2000s it was like the trend called killing the beat you know (laughs) those youtube those youtube like uh beat killers beat killers yeah (laughs) born and all those guys it was dope like i mean it was dope because i think it really shed the light on on what eventually i find brought back dancing to Mm -hmm. where it really landed in the beginning of of the 2010s Mm -hmm. but um yeah man i just love i love to dance i think i think it's being able to dance to just like dance and rock and move to the music and and just groove in general, I think is more satisfying than performing the moves that's why yeah. I've, I've i i've kind of battled my own self over the past mm. five years trying mm-hmm. to like put the the like put my health in the center of everything and work and work on my breaking again again mm-hmm. like like when I was younger
0: yeah
1: and i i don't know i'm I'm still debating if i, I if I should wait for the moment where it's going to all come naturally to me or, or if I should just like kick myself in the butt to do it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's, that's a big thing too. Like, you know, and I, I talk a lot about it in like on my YouTube channel and, and a lot in these interviews and stuff or these conversations, like the mental side of, just things in general, not necessarily just breaking or dancing, but yeah, like, but I think that's one really special thing that the deeper you get into dancing and movement, like if you ever, even just for a split second, like you go to a, a jam and you, you just have that really good vibe in a circle and you have that little moment where, you know, you forget what, what's kind of kind of going on in a sense. Like Mm -hmm. you forget that there's all these other people around. You forget that you're almost at a jam in a sense. Like it's just you and the music, that kind of thing. And if you've ever had that moment of like even just a small taste, like you feel so right. Yeah. Like you, there's kind of no going back almost. Like if you've tasted it, you'll always kind of remember it. And like, if you can get it again, like like, that's, for me, that's the kind of thing that, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, you over the last few years, especially, is, like, how do you tap into that, like, that, yeah. those moments? And, because those, to me, are, like, that's when dancing, that's true dancing, that's real dancing, Yeah, you know, and, it, you know, it, it might involve these crazy moves and stuff, but it's more than, men- like, what mental state you're in when you're doing yeah. it. Uh, yeah and that's like that's the kind of thing that like no matter what if i if i can still do these things that these movements that i can do or whatever like it doesn't really matter as long as i can move a bit if you have the right mentality and the, you can create the right setting for yourself like you can tap into that until you're i don't know like oh, yeah, yeah. as long as you yeah. can kind of move right yeah. it's all it's all like can you connect with that music and and really just focus on that and almost put yourself into like a meditative state and whatever that's a
1: very wise way of looking at it but i I, <laughs> I yeah i think your your pers your perspective is uh is is extremely valid and rather positive than just like i think it's it's
0: but it's it's hard like i struggle with it all the time of like i bet you know I, i've had practices where you know I, I i do it and i'm still kind of i'm still trying to like figure out how to change my mentality because i'm still mm-hmm. like i'm not creating enough stuff and i get really down and like i'm like why am i doing this it's so pointless yeah and like this kind of thing but i uh from what I see in your videos, the
1: space that you have kind of feels small, although yeah. you're you're filming with a fisheye. Yeah. Do you do you sometimes feel confined to your breaking space? Like do you get to go dancing outside of your house a lot? Like technically
0: not during I did before. Okay. But that that was like, you know, and again it was it was the a big struggle because if I did go out it was for some competition and because you live japan, kind of like far from the bigger cities you told yeah me, right? a little bit far yeah. so a lot of times these competitions were i don't know if it's like the mentality in japan or if it's just a matter of space that the venues are so small like either they people don't really care about say like ciphers and and just getting down for the sake of getting down i think they do but there's just there's so many people that enter so the competition part takes so long and the spaces are so small so that even if there's a battle going on like in vancouver you you can have the battle going on but there's space on the side and if you don't want to watch it like you can just go just get down on the side or any jam that i've been to in, in the u.s or canada like it's like that um but in Japan like places are so small so cramped mm-hmm. that you kind of force to watch it or like get down but you're totally in the way of everyone else <laughs> like yeah yeah so it's kind of hard to, like the only chance that you really get down the the only chance that you really have to like get down is in the competition and if you don't make it and there's like hundreds of people that enter like every battle so if you don't make it like that was your chance that was it yeah there's been a there's a few jams where i've really felt like like it was fun because they Mm -hmm. they had opportunities to do that but uh yeah it's it's tough like trying to find that time to do that find a space to do that
1: yeah the I guess my next question to you was how <laughs> would you flip the roles? <laughs> no, it is, but I mean, but that's but what I guess... a good conversation should be, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I, um, I
0: have no problem with it, <laughs> but,
1: um, how, how is your space
0: controlling your creativity? Oh, for sure. Like there's certain things that I can't do in that space. Like, yeah. but I'm okay with that. Like I, I've always kind of thought, not always, but like whatever space that you have, you should try and use it, right? Right. So no matter what style you're doing, like if I'm just doing footwork or whatever, if I have all this space, I'm gonna try and do, it'll make me wanna do things that like, I wanna move over here, how do I get over there, right? Yeah. In this space, like I do it a bit, but you know, some it's it's fairly small. I mean, it's not super small, but it's not big. Yeah, it feels like you
1: have some, some reach of motion. Like you're, I think everything you, you show in your videos, I think they really hit, and they don't feel, they don't feel like they're restrained by the space. But I, I often like because I watch it on on my quite large TV, and sometimes I'm just like, how the fuck does he move? such a small space with so much dynamic you know so For sure
0: th- there's certain times where like there's a either old combo or just like i want to do this sort of type of move right. but i know i can't do it because it'll move me in a certain direction and I'll, like hit the wall or something like that yeah, yeah. or even like i want to practice power but it's kind of it's pretty Stiked. dicey <laughs> yeah like i could maybe do backspins, but you know you know like if you can't control power it'll it yeah. tends to like travel right yeah if I already had power and it was super clean and I could just like keep it in that space yeah. like no problem I'll I, I time, see but...
1: um what's his name from uh, russia Yan the shrimp yeah and the shrimp like he posted over the 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 past few months like he's just landing power in what he says is a very small space it looks very small mm-hmm. and he just like hits those moves and he lands in them and I'm like wow like it's to get to have that level of control, yeah I find is is absolutely remarkable, but yeah. all that to say that i i I really appreciate your craft because when I look at your stuff, I see that there is still the dynamic that I'm expecting to see in your footwork yet in such a tight and small space. I don't know how many times you repeat them, but I guess yeah. it's the moment of the podcast where I'm dropping you some some props
0: because
1: <laughs> I really appreciate yeah. your stuff. Like I, I've I told you a million so. times already, but uh, I think you're really doing a good job at uh, doing what many of many have tried to do. So,
0: well, I think another thing that I, I try to do with this stuff is like, well, one, one thing that's really good about doing it is you learn, you learn about yourself too. Totally. So it's like cool to in, document it too. Yeah. That's that, that was kind of how this whole thing started. was like, I just want to, in a way like a record of what what i was doing and even if it was like you know i can go look go back and look at like oh yeah this this is the way that i was moving this time and then oh i was really into this kind of thing or i was really into this or um yeah just like yeah kind of looking at it like a like a journal almost but i'm not yeah. writing anything i'm just moving um but it you know it taught me a lot of things like i started to realize like okay my maybe i'm not maybe because i'm not dancing as long because i'm always like by myself it's hard to keep motivated like always yeah. by yourself but i noticed like oh my fitness is starting to go so that's like it it really clues you in like okay i gotta work on that or i'm repeating a lot of stuff so Either I got to get back the old stuff that I had or start looking at these positions that I repeat in a lot and Mm. start building out of that. Like, okay, well, how can I build more from this? If I keep going into this position, especially if I'm like getting more and more like freestyle stuff. So that's like training your brain to recognize these situations and stuff, and then be able to act on them when you recognize them and things like that. And that's a whole different side of like training your mentality but you need that like balance of uh, yeah like a structured kind of practice of like okay let's just get into this position and just slowly figure out some movements yeah and then put it into like practice where it's spontaneous and where it just comes out yeah yeah but uh yeah like documenting your your practices i think it's, it's such a useful thing for people It really is. Yeah. Um, Speaking of documenting stuff. Yes. I want to, like, it's kind of funny. I had all these things that I wanted to ask you, but we've gone in all these other different directions, which is totally cool. Yes. (laughs) No, no, no. It's totally fine. Like, I I actually really like that. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to actually talk to you more about, like, your podcast and what you guys are doing. Like, I think it's such a cool thing to to document like the different stories of people. And even if it's like, say just Montreal or just Quebec, like, you know, there's so many interesting stories from people that, that no one, maybe no one knew about or something, or it was only like in this city or just in the province or whatever. And yeah. like, just having, regardless of whether, people listen to it now or they listen to it later or whatever like the fact that it exists is a great thing i think Mm -hmm. and uh and you guys are doing it really like professionally or as professionally as you can yeah which yeah we tried our very best yeah (laughs) so like when i when i listen you know i listen to some of the other things like that are kind of going around and like they're all right but there's certain like quality it, like issues and even my my stuff like there's I've got a ton of room to improve but when i watch you listen to your guys stuff like audio sounds good sounds great uh looking at the videos like everything's like nice and clean like you know even your background like you've got it nicely laid out yeah. looks nice yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: i think the the um, the two things that um I think the two things that you should really consider before jumping into a project is understanding why you're doing it. And, um, and if, and if within that purpose, there is passion, you're going to naturally be attracted to figuring out how to do things properly. Right. Mm -hmm. So like in my, in my case, I'm, just consuming podcasts on podcasts on podcasts all the fucking time. So there's Mm -hmm. about six or different, seven shows that I'm following. Uh, A few specifically in French that I've started to listen over the past year because it's my mother tongue. And I, Mm -hmm. I've always, I've worked, I've worked in English. I've recorded like just about a hundred episodes of a show called the sneaker podcast. It was a podcast in Montreal. Um, but it was all English. So like I got somewhat comfortable uh, entertaining conversations like in English. I I feel like I've I've lost a lot of it uh, because over the past year I've, I've considerably slowed down using English. So I find that my French has gone up a notch, which is amazing, but definitely my languages, uh, my English has definitely went a little down, but I'm, so my passion for podcasting was, due to like my experiences with the sneaker podcast, the fact that I consume a lot of it. And then I was like, okay, so this is kind of like an ideal that I have of how this can sound, this can feel and how it can, this can work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then I, I, I woke up one morning, it was in April. I had this idea of doing it. I had spoken to Emil about like doing a podcast in general Um tons of times ago, he had his ideas of doing podcasts as well. And then one morning I woke up, I couldn't sleep 3 a.m. I sit down in front of my computer and I, I type how to start a podcast. But I had all of these ideas and I knew how to do it. I knew how to record. I knew how to, how to do most of this stuff because of my experiences. And um, one of the things that um, I, I read, uh, I, I read or I watched something uh on how to podcast and stuff just because i wanted to get my knowledge like straight Mm -hmm. and uh, the dude said uh rule number one don't doubt your project kind of just go for it just Mm -hmm. like go for it do it and whatever happens happens and rule number two don't ask for permission so so i was like that's good like i'm just gonna fucking do it but uh And I and I, I, I spoke to Emil about it because like we're we're best buddies and like I think we we lo- we both love breaking just as much but in different manners and different ways so like we have this very unifying kind of like vision of what breaking is mm-hmm. and when I spoke to him I was like yo like it was eight a.m. so I was up for like five hours already at this at this point and I'm like yo um, I have this idea blah 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 and he just goes do you want a partner i'm like yes let's go boom let's do this and then <laughs> nice. within within a week we had microphones we had visuals we had a concept nice. um and we initially had uh, a 10 episode kind of like target because we thought it was like a pandemic thing right but then as soon as episode number two hit uh we were like okay that there's no way we we had the city from ilmatic styles and we spoke to him for about an hour and we were like, we need to talk to you again. Mm-hmm. So right away, the 10, um, the 10 episode threshold that we had set for ourselves was, it, it wouldn't work, oh, no. right? Oh. So um, yeah, man, I, I'm going to talk a lot if you don't stop me. So just stop
0: me if you No, no, no. That's, feel like a, no. that's the whole <laughs> point is like, it's your, <laughs> yeah. your time to talk. That's cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> but, chime in occasionally, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: the the purpose is to. So we we grew up um, breaking in the mid two thousands. So we kind of like lost or have never been that visible to what happened before two thousand five, let's say, or two thousand nine and prior. Let's just let's just play it safe here. But um, not a lot of it is documented. Not a lot of it is accessible we know a lot of people here hold that footage um you know like dkc has some footage scramble has some footage uh we heard that cholo Bee has some footage like we heard about of like local uh local stars here that hold a lot of that footage but it's not necessarily accessible so for us to figure out the vibe of the or the energy or how things were done back then we decided to go the route of like let's Let's deep dive into what people have to say in terms of stories, because mm-hmm. I'm sure you've never heard about this guy. You've never heard about this guy. You've never heard about this guy. You've seen it at Jams. You've seen him in, in the cypher, but you've never heard his voice. Mm-hmm. Why don't we go and talk to him, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's how Tales of the Cypher came to be, um, and we're now at episode 21. Nice. I honestly can't, com- like, can't complain. like it's It's been nothing but fun it's been nothing but fun it's uh we're learning a lot uh emil and i like we we're all kind of like new to this thing although i had like considerable podcasting experience to be the co-host of our own show is is a total different story than just being a a member of a four member podcast squad you know so yeah
0: yeah it's it's cool to to yeah, kind of build your own thing. Yeah, you
1: know and that. That, and um, like we, you and I spoke about this a little bit. I think a lot of people are are doing great initiatives, and I think it's the right time to start documenting stuff. Mm-hmm. The the initial purpose is again to kind of just like sh- shed um shed some light, shed some light. Yeah, shed. yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. But to shed some light on on the city and um to give a voice to some of the the local stars and the local pioneers of our scene and just to, mm-hmm. this idea that we can probably make this like make this podcast go like 50 70 episodes and i'm sure we'll still get some some new stories a certain new perspective right. even when we get to that amount of episodes you know but yeah um it was it, it was crazy to it was crazy to 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 start hearing these stories and to just like it it just like it just hits you that there was so much stuff that was done before you yeah right yeah. and there's, there's there's still so much ahead of us but already what is that what has happened and what has been accomplished before is so fascinating because mm-hmm. it, it really set a whole foundation for us to do all of these things yeah so. I'm glad. I'm glad we got on this journey. I think it's a it's it's a project that um, caught a lot of speed in the beginning. I think people had more time in their hands, mm, so yeah. it really it really caught some speed, like super fast, and it got people excited to to hear about um, the next story, who's going to be the next guest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and we even heard stuff like. I was wondering when you would have me on. I was wondering when you were gonna have this guy on and, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So, locally, um, I think it has the potential to, to spark a lot of, of curiosity in regards mm-hmm. to connecting with others and stuff. Yeah. My, and one of my favorite things is to get messages from people that have left the scene. Uh, that are like yo, I'm listening religiously to the podcast. Nice, nice. And it's bringing back some memories. And nice. I, th- there's a there's a guy that that hit me up, and he's like, I'm, I want to get back to dancing now because no, 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 no. I'm like yo, that's that's awesome. You know, like that's great. You, it's crazy, man. Like, cause you you can have, you can have one one person listening, mm-hmm. and you have an audience, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: that's so that's always been the mentality. So it's it's a pleasure and it's an honor to have all of these people coming in, coming on to our show to share their stories. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah. Like, uh, I, I, this just came up in yesterday. I was talking with just rock. Okay. And, uh, we, cause he's been doing a lot of stuff on like Instagram live with kind of people that he looked up to and that he knows. And mm-hmm. so all kinds of people and, um, just like the idea of, um there's these people have so much knowledge and if that doesn't get documented like not even just breaking like this is just people in general like and the this is like my my kind of thinking of how humans have been so successful is like we have ways of passing on culture right yeah and and those are the things that help the future generations right the, the, the yeah. fact that we can pass that on and the fact that in more recent years like things have you know we had we had the the ability to write that came about and so that allowed us to document stuff in books and things like that and now with the internet age like <clears throat> things like any video any any audio and then also the written stuff is all documented and in crazier numbers like yeah. you can store so much more um so it's an incredible time to be alive i think and just i think so too. just be able to to start documenting that especially with breaking or with well hip-hop but more so like you know there's a lot of stuff that got documented with rap and and that side of things but Breaking, like because it's not spoken right you do you don't always get words written down and it's the kind of thing That's like it's the kind of thing that if you don't have video of it like it's not you don't know what it is right it, and maybe it didn't happen like that yeah 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 or like you know even just as like a an art artsy kind of way of thinking about it like if you have a painting that thing is just there like as long as you look at it it's there but breaking or even music to an extent like it's the same thing like if it's not being performed or if you're not playing the recording or if you're not playing the recording of the video right like it doesn't exist it literally doesn't exist unless you hit that button or you have someone performing it yes like and so in that sense like being able to the ability to record this stuff has, like, made it so much easier to to document it and, and keep it alive, especially for these things that, like like I said, they only exist when they're being performed. Right. So a painting, like, it exists after you paint it, the performance is done of creating the painting. Yes. But then it just, there's a product that always stays there you put it in a museum and and it'll be there for as long as you can preserve the painting. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, dancing, it's like if you didn't record it and I think that's kind of what's so special about it too, is it only exists for that brief moment. And like it it almost makes it more special in some ways that if you were there, if you were lucky enough to see it, or if you were lucky enough to be at that jam, Maybe that jam doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like you Circle Kings, that's a yeah. like it doesn't exist or anymore.
1: Like we were speaking in the beginning, like cipher for change.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can, I, I can,
1: it's... I can go on and explain how I felt this and that, and this and yeah, that, yeah. and show pictures and videos and stuff. But like, there is nothing like being mm-hmm. in White Horse at that moment. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So your point is <clears throat> your 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 point is extremely extremely valid, and I find that my i my guess is that the speed of which some of those um kids or people getting into the dance uh of learning how to do the dance uh, has the potential to be a lot a whole lot faster or a whole lot different let's say yeah than what I've experienced that what you've experienced that people in the nineties have experienced, like we're talking, like we're talking, say we speak with one of our guests. He, he grew up in the nineties. He saw breaking on TV once, and then he didn't see it in person for another six months. And then he bumped into this guy at this random park six months later. Mm -hmm. And then this guy, had a tape that he bought at this random store. So they went to this random store two weeks later. So like the time frame of meeting breaking and understanding what it really is mm-hmm. can take years and years and years. Yeah. Whereas I can, I can be um, like I I've, uh, there's one of my, uh, one of my friends and uh, students like he's, he, Like he quit breaking a few years ago, but he's now starting again. So I've, I I spoke to him a few, a few days ago and uh, I was like, yo, you should check out, it was a plug for your channel. I was like, you should check out this guy, Razzy D's (laughs) channel. He makes really elaborate and consistent videos and na, 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 na. And I'm like, you should check out our podcast too. And just to, and I was like, it was so easy to feed people information because it's there. Yeah, exactly. It's free. It's accessible.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, a lot of it is like extremely well made, well done, well thought of. Like I, I've I've recently seen on, like I, a lot of people are doing it like focus, um, for example, is a really solid one. I've seen uh this guy from Belgium, Sambo. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what, what crew he's in or whatever, but like he's doing these very like YouTube-ish, uh, very dynamic, Uh, funny videos uh, of tutorials, but they're super well-made. They're consistent. There's an image. There's a, there's a style, there's a flow to his things and stuff like that. So it's, it's crazy. People are, people are putting in the time. Like we've spoken about this yesterday. Like people are putting in the time people are putting in the energy, the love, And their heart into these things, and it's out there free. It's in the world. It's it's on it's on the cloud somewhere, you know. So like, if you want, if you're curious enough, there is a way for you to learn, and to take all of that information. Now, the real question is, how much can you ingest? How much can you digest? And how much can you, like, um, have? How much information can you actually uh, have transcend on the floor when you actually step? In the circle, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the, that's the other part. But that yeah. whole information seeking portion of it is just a whole lot easier to grasp and to, yeah. to find.
0: Well, it, it is, it is, and it isn't. Like the more stuff that's out there, the more it's difficult to it filter to down. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's, I don't what's even, what. Yeah. What's what and what's worth watching and. But I mean, like at the beginning, it doesn't even matter. Like whatever gets you started and whatever hooks you, and like yeah. just going back to. What we were talking about with you know these these kind of podcast talks and stuff with these people Mm -hmm. like that was one thing that you know you can you can learn the moves and stuff and that'll i think that's a lot easier for people to understand especially beginners but understanding the the culture behind it yeah or like you know things like I hear a lot of beginners will talk about this. Like what is, what is biting or what is, what is like cipher etiquette? Like how do I approach a cipher and this kind of stuff? And like having more resources of people talking about this, this kind of thing, that aspect of breaking yeah. um, is so useful. Like just have, like, for me, he's been doing this for a long time. But like Wiggles is not one of those guys that he, every, every, older generation guys should be doing this kind of thing. Like yeah. exp- record your thoughts and put it out there or like more people should be doing interviews. Right. Cause I've learned yeah. so much from listening to his interviews, listening to like Poe one's interviews, Kenny's interviews, even when they come and like, they do a portion where they just kind of like tell stories or, or like Q and a. Yeah. And you know, they've just been in, in it for so long that like, you don't want to learn you don't want to necessarily learn moves from them. you want to learn like their mentality or like what yeah. it was like and not yeah. to say that they they don't have valuable uh uh information on like what how to do these moves and where they come from and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but you'll get the story behind the move which yeah, I is think, like,
1: and I think it leaves for interpretation that yeah. if anything will give you the time to kind of like digest and make an idea out of mm-hmm. it and then yeah. and that's why and not to not to plug my podcast again but I the reason why we plug started, away. <laughs> <laughs> no the reason why like um I remember like the f- very first episodes like people were hit me up like oh where's the did I miss it or it like was it live or oh. is it on YouTube or yeah, I'm yeah. like no like this is an audio podcast you can listen it there, there, there. Whatever. Like, I love the podcasting format because, and when I listen to something, either I'm doing something else or I'm mm-hmm. driving, I'm on my own. I'm, I'm watching something. <laughs> or, yeah, sorry. So good. Um, I love that. I need to interpret what I'm listening to. You know, uh, like, right, or right. if if someone is watching our conversation right now, they they could see that my cat is trying to grab my flower in the back, and that it's taking some of my attention of course but um audio you can't see someone smile you can't yeah. see someone like right. pick their nose you can't like see none of that stuff you you have to interpret <laughs> you know what i mean so like that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah and um and uh this this idea came when i was recording the sneaker podcast because like we're talking about shoes and we're like yeah this shoe's dope and uh you need to understand you need to explain to people
0: mm-hmm.
1: what this shoe looks like, mm-hmm. how it feels, mm-hmm. uh, what it touches like, you know, and why it, why it is dope. Cause you can't just say, Oh, uh, <laughs> you can't just say like, Oh, like Razzity is dope. You need to you need to be able to explain why right, like right. you're dope. Right. So I, yeah. I love that podcasting, like leave people there, it leaves people their space to interpret and to, mm-hmm. and to um, imagine. Right? Cr- imagine their ideas. Like when mm-hmm. I hear a story from the the 2000s, like some when I was like only eight years old, and I knew that this was happening. And I get I get to hear the story on my podcast. I'm like, I still get this. I I get the story, and I get the people that w- that lived it. Um, I get his stories. I get his vision, his perspective. So I'm I'm winning because I'm hearing it but I'm also winning because I get to interpret how it really yeah. was and what happened and whatnot. So yeah, I think it, it, this, this would it, it, always be uh it would always be like the the best of both worlds. Cause like, I love watching stuff, but sometimes like I, re- I realize that when I, when I heard conversations and what, or when I took the time to listen to something, it's going to sit in here for a little bit and then I'm going to, I'm going to start to kind of like have it process in my head. And then I find it's a whole lot more efficient than something, just like watching yeah. something and well, then you're watching something else again, like, like right after, or like, let's say you're on YouTube and then the rabbit hole starts. And after I watch one of your videos, it it goes
0: to a failed compilation. So. <laughs> yeah. But like it's, uh, I think that's a really important thing for, you know, if people want to learn or they want to create stuff, it's like, they need that opportunity to, to think for themselves at some point. Yeah. And so like, that's why, yeah. Audio is really good. I mean, video is great too. Yes. But it does, like you said, it does take away a bit of that. What do you call it? Like agency or, or like ability for that person to interpret it in their own way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like you said, audio is great. Read, that's why reading is so good, like, uh, or just stories are really good. You know, mm-hmm. you'll you create your own image like that's one of the things that I, I tried to get into that I want to keep trying to get into the if I can engage like, the community more is like just the idea of like, you know, you have a move that's called this, but everyone's going to interpret that word or that whatever phrase that you call it differently. Like, if yeah. I call something the, like, Jedi Force Bush or something like that, I'm going to do it my way. I know what it's like for me. But if you were to create something based on that, you would create something completely different. Yeah. Or, like, you know, if I read Lord of the Rings, I might envision it if I'd never seen the movies. Yeah. And maybe even I never looked at the cover or whatever. Like, and I read the book, my vision of what an elf might look like would might be very different from what the movie looks like
1: yeah
0: or it might be the same right but you know the the fact that
1: they're going to be very different yeah
0: yeah the fact that you have that chance to create your own thing and i think that's something that a lot of like deep down we all want to do that in some way it's like create our own version of these things whatever it is whether it's breaking whether it's uh You know whatever our job is like we want to do it in our own way in some sense like yeah that's a good point i never really thought about that completely with audio
1: yeah i i'm fascinated by it like Mm -hmm. and i like for some for some obscure reason i spend a lot of time listening to podcasts so it's i don't know it's kind of like it's a good evasion you know like you're you're kind of like submerged in a conversation where yeah. you have nothing to do with this conversation yet you're like offering your attention mm-hmm. to other people talking about other shit. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like fascinating that I'm able to spare my attention to things that I don't belong to conversations where I don't belong, but yet they speak to me, you know? So, yeah. so I think that um I think we'll, we'll remain audio for, forever because it's the yeah. i think there's the a place for you know, all this stuff
0: like yeah it's kind of funny that when when, when tv came about they were like oh radio's dead and <laughs> this kind of thing yeah radio stuck around and now it's kind of shifted i think there's radio is still going to exist for i don't know however long it exists but the, the idea of podcasts is another yeah, it's, it's the, like a, an alternative yeah uh it's thinking it's, it's getting a lot like it's getting a lot of attention yeah and like yeah. you can really see the benefit of like yeah when you're doing when you're just driving or you're so you're cooking and you can't you don't have the ability to your vision is focused on something already like if, you, mm-hmm. if you're watching something when you're driving you're gonna crash or if you're watching something yeah. else <laughs> cutting up carrots you're gonna slice your finger off or whatever right yeah but having that audio where you can be engaged in something and like a good conversation will do that, yeah. Um, but you can kind of passively be involved while doing something else. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's it's a really great thing. That- as
1: a as a content creator yourself too, I'm sure you're a little struggled with engagement and yeah. responses, and just like the feel like you're not reaching, right? Because you're you're seeing the statistics, but you're not necessarily getting uh the comments or the responses or messages like all the time right yeah um but that's something that i low-key find very cool about this idea of creating this stuff and just putting it out right because like Mm -hmm. there are some episodes that we've launched that have reached like x amount of downloads and to think that out of those let's say 100 people that have listened to this conversation of us talking with our guests has not gotten us a single like message specifically about this conversation, or I've, I haven't heard a reaction from it, mm-hmm. but people have still taken it. Like they took it in. They, mm-hmm. they took the time to listen to it. Mm-hmm. I find it's fascinating. I'm like, yeah, it's so you're putting stuff out. It's causing some reactions that you, you will never have the the chance to see uh a direct mm-hmm. impact of the stuff that you make, but down the line, maybe like you don't know like your channel will probably have had like helped a couple people like that they're breaking to another level, or hopefully hopefully <laughs> right or
0: yeah.
1: I've always said it like this like when i t- um like I teach at a considerably large school over here uh in Quebec it's called Rockwell. It has, um, it has been like almost 11, 12 years that I'm teaching, not like 11 years. Um, and, um, <clears throat> every year, you know, like we lose kids to like, they want to do trampoline. They want to do BMX. Like some kids, they, they stay whatever, but some, a lot of kids are, it's just like they've signed up for a class. It was a, it was a, you want to give it a try, but I have always said it like, if if comes September, I have one kid coming back. I, ha- I like my job is done in the sense that like I sp- like he's curious enough mm-hmm. to say like, I love breaking. I want to come back. Right. So like, mm-hmm. well, it's, it's a, it's an horrible retention, but I, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It, is, it ultimately it is. The, the objective is to have hopefully inspired the life of one kid. Right. Or yeah. to have like
0: put a few break even like yes you inspire <laughs> one other person that's and you've done your done, life's work <laughs> that's it no right but it's it's essentially what it is right
1: because there's there's there are a lot of us it's just uh i think it yeah i think we uh, i think we have uh, i think as artists we have a responsibility it's to take care of ourselves but it's also to kind of like there is a reason why we're all in this shit like there is a reason why like and it's the sharing it's the participating it's the contributing it's the community feel it's that yeah um, it's for those who don't have a voice to be able to express themselves you know it's for there there are like a wide variety of emotions related to, to art and i think we all have our own mediums to kind of like express it i'm slowly finding that my, I think that my, the pace of where the pace of how I want to take my breaking, like moving forward really is going to be through my podcasting, uh, through hosting, through teaching, through sharing and all that stuff rather Mm -hmm. than making the moves. And I think this is, I'm fairly happy with that. And yeah, I think that if you're not sharing if you're if you're not sharing it, I think you're if you're not sharing what you're doing, I think you're 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 may, you may be wasting it. You know, like you're yeah, it yeah. it might it it's it's cool, you don't have to, but I find that anything you do is worth kind of like passing down to something or to someone. I don't know if I you think, agree
0: with that, but like I think everyone eventually gets to that point where yeah. like no matter what what kind of thing you're doing like passing down things yeah like i really think that's something that's like built into us that at yes. some point in your life you're going to want to do that whether it's like you know genetics and starting a family or whether it's culture and things that you learned and uh you know whatever if you're an, an artist or something like that passing that knowledge on mm-hmm. and just like you might, not, like you said, you might not want to do it with like a million people. You might be very specific and like this person, I see potential and I want to focus like everything into them, right? Yeah. And then Or you to know, just that, put out like a, or put out if you... Or just put stuff out into the... Yeah, a into clip the or a recap of web. your...
1: Yeah, that's it. You know, yeah. so I, I think that everyone has that kind of intention. Everyone that's participating... Into, uh, into the into the movements, into the jams, the the competitions, or whatnot. Like everyone has that, like it's 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 in you, you know. Like we have this ability to do this thing, mm-hmm. and so we have this ability to share, right? So like I think, I think it's worth taking the time to yeah. to consider how you want to share. For sure, for sure.
0: Um yeah that might be a good spot to finish <laughs> <Just> <laughs> little wholesome wholesome last message, you know just like just pass on your knowledge and stuff like yeah. that yeah yeah but it's it's really important um yeah, I think that maybe that's a good place to cut it for now yeah man um thanks so much for for taking the time out of your day to I, do this. I
1: hope it was uh i hope it was interesting i
0: I had fun. That's all okay, that matters. Cool. I had fun too. Yeah. Man. At the end of the day, like that's what I always think with these things. If other people didn't like it, well, that's too, that's unfortunate, but yeah. I enjoyed it. I had fun in the conversation yeah, and it was Absolutely. nourishing to me. <laughs>
1: so oh, it was, uh, it was very inspiring to uh, <laughs> inspiring to me too. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll send you
0: some love later when and I have processed everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, always appreciate, you know, your your kind words and stuff and for you know watch checking out the stuff and and then you, for doing your own thing and inspiring me and pushing me to like step up my productions and stuff like that. It's an honor, and man. Think. And I think that's a that's a really important thing. Like more people getting involved in this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, we we're, we're all in some ways competing with each other, but at the same time, like we don't necessarily have to be like push you know fight like beating each other down yeah it's like we maybe we want to be the best but it doesn't doesn't mean like we're gonna replace someone else it's just we're yeah. all kind of moving up and okay who's up top but we're all trying to move up yeah we're not knocking people down and stuff like that, i think there's so. i think there's space for i think there's space for everyone
1: like there yeah. is yeah that's the beauty of the web like the, yeah. the web doesn't have an agenda yeah right yeah podcast people people decide right yeah that's it you decide what you like and um like the 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 beauty of podcasting is like the show comes out on monday morning um if you don't have time to listen to it on monday morning who cares it's it's out there you know like you you can listen to it you can listen to it five times if you want there's no agenda there's no obligation you don't have to watch Um, like I, i i went to um I went to a comedy club last night to to go see live a recording of a podcast that I'm that I'm watching here, and that's one of the things that the host said is like I like I've stopped doing TV because and I've stopped hosting radio shows because I thought it was whack that we had to be cut in the middle of a conversation mm, for yeah. uh, like a spot ad, or we had to cut in the middle of a conversation because we had to go to this like this and that and whatnot, and like you're controlled by. By those like rules and whatnot that have their reasons to be, but I find that the web is really offering people as a place for creativity, a place yeah. for you have uh, control. You have of, control, yeah. So you can have you your yeah, or you can you can decide to have like sponsors and whatnot, but you decide right. where you place them. They could be in the beginning, they could be at the end, mm-hmm. they could be like throughout your 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 social media content and whatnot. So. Mm-hmm. anyway so the, i think the web is a great space for people to put out their stuff so i highly encourage anyone that's like one thing to do any of this
0: stuff to just like yeah to just go and do it you know but like, put out that one show but just yeah know why you're doing it exactly yeah and totally that'll that'll kind of determine how you feel about it <laughs> Ex- exactly yeah, yeah. or it'll determine it'll determine what kind of work you put into it exactly yeah um anyway yeah that yeah, was man. that was leading into this whole other conversation that i was like right, <laughs> i'll just be i'm never gonna get to sleep or <laughs> that's cool i have to go to work actually yeah and you gotta go to work so yeah it's perfect timing um yeah, but thanks again for for doing this thanks for um, having me man it's a pleasure if you want to plug your podcast one more time yes
1: uh so if you happen to speak french um and if not there are a couple english episodes they are not uh there are not mentioned as being English episodes, but um, we have had uh, City, we've had Cleopatra, we've had um, who else? Scramble Lock. And I'm sure I'm forgetting people, but we have had a few fr- uh, English episodes. Uh, other than that, if you happen to speak French or if you want to brush up on your French, mm-hmm. there is uh, yeah, you can follow the podcast. It's a, it's called Tales of the Cipher. You can find it on uh, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcast. And uh, if anything, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Cyphersons. and on cool. Patreon.com/slash Tales of the Cipher five dollars USD. It's yeah. two coffees at Starbucks.
0: You can yep. afford this. Yeah, <laughs> once, a, once a month, just support people doing cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you get a you get a bunch of extras and little bonus footage. Yeah, like like, like, the,
1: like video, like the the video conversations. We have uh, extras like conversations after each show. We record an extra. Mm -hmm. on how we feel or just discuss uh, opinions and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and uh, we tape shows with each of our crew members that we're gonna eventually release but for now they're exclusive to our patreons
0: Patreons. nice Nice. um yeah thanks again thank you so much uh, i really appreciate it looking forward to future conversations and just more cool stuff from you guys yeah man all right Peace, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash RazzyF2. That's R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel, where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash RazzyF2, R-A-Z-Z-Y-F2. Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members, and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available. Once again, thank you for listening and look forward to the next one. Peace.